Welcome to another episode of the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Margaret Lampert. Margaret is a commercial photographer based in Boston, Massachusetts, who specializes in lifestyle and portrait photography. Margaret has shot commercially for clients such as Pfizer, Clorox, Volkswagen, and Disney, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Margaret about how she got into photography and how the industry has changed since she started. Thanks so much for listening, and take care. All right, uh, Margaret Lampert, uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, so much fun to be here. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess let's like, start off, like, where did you grow up, and um, what kind of stuff were you interested in um, growing up? Was it always photography, or uh, what kind of things were you into? Well, actually, I grew up on a dairy farm just north of Boston, and um, I had... Um, kind of an interesting background visually because my mom is still actually an antique dealer and my dad was really interested in contemporary art so our house was always filled with a a mix of interesting you know mid-century modern antiques large contemporary canvases and my mom was really involved at the Museum of Fine Arts she was a gallery, gallery instructor there for actually over 50 years so I had kind of an early introduction to to art photography um and um as my brother says still to this day uh, that i would mostly was interested in taking pictures from from a very young age um, i would take pictures of small objects from a great distance <laughs> so they were very interesting let's put it that way um and then yeah so i grew up on a farm and um but, but definitely a mix of city life and, and rural. That's really cool. That's pretty awesome that your parents were kind of into the arts and stuff, and they are always kind of supportive of, your, supportive of your photography from the get-go. Yeah, very much so. That's really cool. Um, was, like, being a professional photographer, like, always your goal like, kind of growing up, or did you think, like, maybe you thought you were going to do something else, or is this always No, been- that's an interesting story. It was definitely an evolution. So I studied English and art history, And when I got out of college, I started working at the Museum of Fine Arts in the department of then, it was prints, drawings, and photographs. Um, So the photography collection was was pretty big at that point, but they didn't have a curator assigned specifically. So because there wasn't really a staff for the photography collection, I didn't know that I wanted to be a photographer at all, Mm -hmm. but they had me working in the collection. So I was processing new acquisitions, holding images from throughout the history of photography that are you know, just wow. so incredibly powerful, and also meeting with dealers and photographers when they would come in. I would get to sit in on the meetings and see what the curator, the acting curator would select. So that is where it all began, but I had much more of, um, you know, my eye was quite well trained. But technically, I knew nothing. Wow. So um, I started apprenticing after that stint at the museum. I started apprenticing with photographers, um, doing, you know, some assisting. I never did. I wish I had done more assisting, but basically that's how the whole thing started. I just got so um, energized by working with those pictures and holding them. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So, like, at that point when you're working at the museum, were you, like, taking pictures on your own or you're not at all at that point? It, ju- it really just started then. Okay. Yeah. Really cool. Nice. Do you kind of remember your first camera you kind of Oh, got? yeah, de- definitely. Actually, I don't know if you remember Steve Brettler, who uh, was at Levine's. Um, 
he bought the vines from E. Philip in the old days. And okay. I went to him, and um, he's an amazing photographer in his own right. And I said, I, I wanted to buy a camera. And he sold me a Pentax K1000. Oh, wow. And I, when I asked him how to use it, he said, oh, you know, it's you'll figure it out. <laughs> That's cool. So it took a while, but, but I figured it out. That's and then I shot mostly, I was, I've always been in love with the square. Mm. I just think it's kind of the perfect form. So I started shooting medium format first with twin lens wow. reflex and then with Hasselblad eventually. That's really cool. And like you basically, because at that point you basically kind of taught yourself photography, the technical aspect well, of it kind of. I, I learned to run film. I worked with a photographer who was a, an art photographer. So on the side, I sold some of his work for him, but okay. also apprenticed with him. So that's where I really learned. That was out in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. What kind of things were you photographing when you first started out? Almost always people. Um, it was the eye contact that I found really interesting back then, um, and especially the medium format portraits. So those were really my that was my first those were my first images. That's cool. Were there like any photographers you kind of looked up to when you first started off? You know, because of the background in that collection, it's it, it was so broad. My you know I can't. It's really hard it's to so many people. Yeah, yeah, so many. <laughs> I cool. mean, like I said, from throughout the history of photography. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, there's so many good people. Um, when you were starting out, were you kind of shooting color or black and white? Or? No, that's a really interesting story. So I, um, the thing that really helped me get going in, in a much more substantial way was um, I was part of a group of photographers, and I would recommend this to, to anybody. It's just such a great way to keep yourself shooting and also get feedback. But we had a critique group um, with Nubar Alexanian. Yeah. For over 10 years we met, and... Um, so he's such a great photographer, but he's really, um, I think one of his, his real strong suit to me, besides the fact that he's an amazing artist, is that he can look at people's work and sort of just see what it's asking for and where it needs to go and push you in, in wow. the right direction. So I was part of that. And from that work that I produced over those years, I met my first agent. Okay. And, but the work was mostly black and white. Yeah. Um, my personal work mm -hmm. at that at that time, and so we put together a portfolio, and she started traveling across the country showing the work. Yeah. And she came back, and she said, "You know, this is great, um, but you want to shoot advertising, and you have a black and white yeah, <laughs> black and white book is really not going to work. So we need to you need to produce a color book." And I was really daunted at first because I thought that the power of you know, of, or for me, the power of looking through the camera was this light and black and white. And, I realized as I started shooting color that it was more about the 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 quality of the light and the color of the light as much as anything. So it was more identifying a film at that time because it was I was only shooting film that really um, sort of could interpret my vision yeah. properly. So once I found that, it was just now it's really hard for me to shoot in black and white. I almost never do because <laughs> yeah. it's about that the quality of the light and the color all the time, and yeah. it really. That's what really moves me. Yeah, I guess, like, how long did it kind of take you? At what point did you kind of, like, decide, like, you know what, I'm going to make this my career? Was it, like, pretty quick? Yeah, or? that happened very pretty early on. So after the museum, I started working with a stylist. So I learned um, a lot about what I didn't want to do, actually, because we were doing a lot of um, styling, location scouting, props, wardrobe for commercials, and also for photographers in Boston. So... Um, I did that for three years, and I did a lot of work because I was on set with commercial directors. I started out 
shooting production stills was kind of my first because I knew yeah. the people. So um, that's really when I, I knew when I started working for this particular stylist that I wanted to be a photographer, but it was just a matter of getting the training and, you yeah. know, being ready. So when I stopped working with her, I my brother was actually getting married in Norway. So after I left that wedding, I started studying with Maine photo workshops. So I went to uh, south of France for, I think it was two weeks there, and then two weeks in Maine when I got home. And that sort of helped kind of get me ready, yeah. sort of launched me a little bit. But at that time, I was really... Um, I don't know which parent it was, but they made one of my parents made me feel like if you had to sell yourself, there was something like wrong with you. So I was always really shy about the marketing yeah. aspect, and um, so in the beginning, it was just all word of mouth, okay. and and that was great. But I had a friend at the time, a director of photography, who said to me, um, "You know, this is great, Margaret. You're just going to take right off as soon as they start doing house to house searches." For photographers, there'll be no stopping you. But um, so you know, I, I, it was a, that was a slow, uh, definitely a, a big learning curve for me in the marketing world. And God knows now, it's yeah. like yeah, it's more. Sometimes I feel like it's ninety nine percent marketing and one percent sure. making pictures. For sure. Um, yeah. Can you remember kind of the first like photo assignment or like kind of job you got working as like a professional photographer? Oh yeah, vividly. Yeah. What, what so it? I I got a job shooting an annual report. At the Whitehead Institute. Okay. Um, all of it, I shot all available light because mm-hmm. I'd never, I hadn't at that time <laughs> worked with lighting. Uh, all available light. These really, I still love the portraits of these scientists, and they'd always been photographed in a. They look like pinhead, you know. Um, they just didn't look very interesting, and so I made these pictures that I thought really told the story, and it was such a fun project because these guys are all Renaissance men. They're you know they're science and women scientists, but very much. Um, you know, they know more about art and art history than, than a lot of us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's cool. Like, I guess, um, so what were kind of the first things you were doing to like get your work out there? Like when you started marketing your stuff, was it this kind of like showing your portfolio or were you sending out mailers? What kind of things were you doing to kind of get your name out there? Yeah. I, as I said, it, so much of it was word of mouth, but I did, I made a little portfolio and I would try to go see local designers. I, I really wasn't shooting advertising until I had my first agent. Okay. So um, that, you know, that wasn't what I was doing at that time. It was much more corporate and annual report. And, but I loved it. It was, it was tons of fun. That's cool. And then with your work now, like looking at your website, it seems like um, a lot of your work focuses in on like photographing kids. Um, has that always been kind of like a center around your work or has that kind of like evolved over time? Um, that was the, in the beginning, that was where a lot of my personal work came from. So it just made sense that that seemed to be the strongest work at the time. So that's what we first showed. But over time, um, that's been a a little bit of a problem for me in the last bunch of years because I've been a little bit pigeonholed as, um, someone who only photographs kids. And I actually love to photograph grownups. Um, but I was getting feedback from people who would say, oh, we had this great project, but you know, we know you only photograph kids, so oh, we wow. didn't call you in for it. And I thought, okay, so this is this is a problem. <laughs> so I started that. My most recent portfolio is um, is much more diverse in ter- terms of age. Yeah, I saw you have some like cool like lifestyle stuff up there. And, yeah, but it's it's your portfolio is just kind of continually like expanding. Like, are you kind of shooting like personal projects in between your commercial work? Yes, I always always try for at this time of year. It, by the way, it's dead of winter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
it's a little harder for me. So I'm just not, I don't love, I, I love the light, but I don't love the cold. So yeah. I don't shoot as much as I, as I would like to in terms of personal work over yeah. the course of the winter, unless I'm traveling. Yeah. But I'm trying to push that and try to do more interior projects. And, um, but yes, I'm always trying to, to shoot personal yeah. work. What do you think the key is? Cause like to me, um, I spent some time working at Hasbro and we photographed a lot of kids and I would say anybody who's good at shooting kids, that is just like a, an insane talent because it's, this, it's harder than anything else because they don't, they don't care about what you're trying to do. And you're, especially if you're shooting multiple kids on a shoot, like, is that something that took you a while to get good at? And like, do you have like kind of like a technique on how you shoot kids or how do you kind of handle it? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, because I, I hope anyway that my pictures are always a real moment and, and as authentic as they can be. We just try to create that on set so that there's not a lot of pressure. Um, and I think with kids, they can, they sort of forget after a certain point, you know, um, about the camera if you if you're working um, in the right way. And I think my pictures are more about a moment unfolding rather than a specific performance. But if we are doing something where there's something very specific that kids have to do, I always cast, you know, we cast backups so that if something isn't working, we immediately switch kids out. So they're not on set longer than than they should be. Yeah. Um, and same thing with, you know, with, with little kids, with babies. Also, different states have very specific requirements for time on set. True. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I have a great team. Um, I have a wonderful wrangler who keeps the kids happy um mm-hmm. you know offset yeah and so once they're on set you know they're they're usually pretty rested and happy to be there but most of it is just keeping it um as simple as possible and keeping the equipment and crew and agency kind of as off yeah set. keep it not as like crazy right that makes sense but i think with kids they um the hardest thing for me especially with teenagers is getting past um their because you know, photograph photography is just ubiquitous at this point. All of these kids are making pictures of themselves yeah. all the time, so they have a certain idea of how they want to <laughs> how they want to look. True, true. So it's kind of pushing past that can be the biggest challenge at this yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. I've always just been impressed by photographers that can do that well because it is a, a special like talent to be able to do that. Um, I guess like one thing I wanted to ask you is like. Did it take you a while to kind of build like the, your aesthetic, the style, the way you shoot? Like, has that evolved over time? Is it something you like spend a lot of time thinking about? Like, is it conscious? Like, when you're shooting, like I needed to look a certain way, or how does that kind of work? No, I think it's always just um, you know when I pick up the camera, I just see something that inspires, especially for personal work, or even when I'm shooting advertising. You know, there's just a a moment and a composition that works, and it's I mean, obviously, if you're shooting. Um, to it for a template it's then you've got your your, your work yeah. cut out for you but um no I think it's that's just the way I see and there are times I even if I want to shoot differently it's really hard for me to to switch that to change that up yeah definitely um and then also I know from looking at your work it seems like you shoot like a lot of natural light ha- have you always just kind of like uh, gravitated towards shooting with natural light or is- yeah well even when I'm shooting commercial projects I want it to look that way yes yeah. I one of the things I don't love about the digital world is that um that over sharpened feeling so I like the softness of film so that's kind of what I'm still 
looking for um, when I'm shooting and, and putting, throwing the background out of focus enough that it really just brings your eye or, or your attention to right where it needs to be. Yeah. And then also like working as like a commercial photographer, like, do you feel like you need to like balance like your artistic um, outlook on stuff, but also still kind of shoot work that's going to attract clients or do you kind of just shoot what you enjoy or like, how do you kind of look at it? Um, yeah, that's been really hard over the years. I, I I worked with one agent who really wanted me to be something that I that I really wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really identifying um, what you're you know what you're good at. And um, for me, that's about identifying really authentic moments with people and situations. And to, I also think that in the world of advertising, those are the pictures that people find their own stories in. So it makes sense to me that those are the images people want to look at. They don't want to see something that they can't relate to, this sort of over-idealized yeah. situation. So I don't think I answered that question exactly. but No, that's, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, yeah, your work is kind of like, the thing I enjoy about it is it's just like, like you say, like, it's like, uh, like there's one cool photo on your website where it's a kid like eating cereal at a counter and it's like, you can tell it's not staged. Like it just seems like he's really just like, a, it's a real moment. Like it's not like, cause sometimes you look at those photos, like a photo, like on a cereal box or something, right. you can tell it's like in a studio set up, but yours, it's more kind of like, you can tell the kids are like having fun on the shoot, whether they're like playing or something and, um, yeah, creating that real moment. And I think that's probably what people attract to. It's not so like fake or whatnot. Um, that's really cool do you feel like you need to stay consistent in the way you shoot or like do you have the freedom to like try new stuff like you know what i mean like because like it is hard because like working in commercial world you want people to know your work but do you feel like you have the freedom to try new things or do you kind of have to stay? i think i do most of that with the personal work mm -hmm. and then share that with the public you know with my audience and see you know what people because i, I was going to say one of my favorite projects um was uh, I did a station domination for Clorox where we shot all of it in one day. Um, and the art director just had identified something in my work that was just perfect for this project. And she just wanted me to do what I, what I do. And I think those are the jobs that are, um, I mean, that's what you want. You want someone to say, Oh, this is Margaret. You know, this is perfect for Margaret. Yeah. And rather than have someone say, Oh, you know, we don't, we know you don't usually do this, but yeah. this is what we're thinking and mm -hmm. it should look like this. I think when someone really connects with your, the way that you see and the way that you capture images and asks you to, to shoot for them, that's such a gift. And she went on to shoot the, um, the motion work after we worked together and she wrote me a an email to tell me that she was con constantly ref referencing my images and sort of had them in her head. And that's, for me, that's what I, what I dream of, you know, that's like the perfect, Definitely. Uh, the perfect project. So yeah, I think it's more experimenting with the personal work, um, and less on set, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, that makes but, sense. But I think that the nice thing, sort of the not so nice thing and the nice thing about the digital world is that I, when we were shooting film for advertising, you had room for a little more exploration and you might be able to show a client something that they might not even have known they might like. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, it's great to collaborate with your your creatives while you're shooting. Um, but I think for the on the client side, sometimes you the, the plug gets pulled a little early because you're like, okay, 
that's what I wanted. That's what the layout looked yeah, like. That's work. that's perfect. And then rather than having that freedom to sort of do a few other things, I yeah, think that's gotten a little bit keep pushing constricted. It. But but the collaboration, um, I think it really fosters great collaboration with when you're working with creative directors who really understand your your approach and your vision. Definitely. Do you feel like the commercial photography world has kind of changed a lot since since you started? And like, what is like kind of the big things, if anything, that's kind of changed over time? Oh yeah, time? I mean, it's un- almost unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I think it's a funny thing. Um, you know, I, I mean, this is this sounds kind of maybe sounds a little negative, but I don't mean it this way. But it used to be like you'd say, "Oh, I'm a photographer," and people would say, "Oh, that's yeah. so cool." And now I say I'm a photographer, and someone says, "Oh." my nanny is a photographer or, you know, and exactly. then you find out that she's some incredible, you know, has gallery shows all over the country and she's some incredible arts, you know. Yeah. So anyway, it's, there's so much talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the digital world has just opened, you know, the floodgates in that respect. Yeah. So it's a, a matter of um, to finding a way to stay um, at top of mind for people, which is a Definitely. lot. It's a big project. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of the work. Like, I mean, you can be the greatest photographer, but unless, because like marketing your, if you want to work as a photographer, marketing your business is like a large part of it. And I think like that takes a while to get get used to doing that. And it's a skill in itself. Is that kind of something that took you a while to kind of get good at marketing? Is it like something you even think about that much at this point? We have to think about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm at this point, we, you know, you just do a little bit of everything. You, you send out mailers, you try to see people, um, with, you know, keep an up-to-date portfolio. A lot of, it's funny because a lot of people say, why do you have a, you know, have a printed book? (laughs) And, um, it's actually really important in terms of how you connect with, if you're, if you're going to meetings, I mean, you can show your work any way you want, but I think for creative people, when they see it printed beautifully and they see that your process um, played out in that way, it's very powerful for them. So it's, you know, it's portfolios, it's mailings, it's emailings, Mm -hmm. because every creative director or art director will say something different about how they like to find people. Someone will say, I never look at emailings. Someone will say, I always look at them. Someone will say, I always throw away printed pieces. Yeah. Other people will say, oh, I get them and I put them on the wall immediately. So you kind of have to do yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah, definitely. You never know what works. And it's like, it's funny. I mean, I've been in this business for, business for like 10 years and it's like, you never know where work's coming from. Like sometimes you'll get jobs like, what? Like how did that show up? And it's just like, yeah, it's just like a multitude of things you just kind of have to do. It's just interesting how work kind of comes in the door you know well and also we never used we used to know when we were up for projects because uh you're, they would call in your an agency would call in the portfolio true and now they just look at the site so the only time you know that you're in the running is if you're in a triple bid situation typically you wouldn't know yeah. that you were considered otherwise yeah yeah definitely yeah it's interesting especially with websites and stuff um do you pay a lot of attention to like your analytics and stuff because it's like you never know who's looking at your stuff is that something you kind of pay attention to or anything um you know once in a while it's to me it's just interesting um sometimes i'll follow it more after we do an emailing or or a printed piece um but i it i do remember recently i was chatting with my agent we had just gotten a call from an agency in Chicago and I said yeah I, I was kind of hoping something was ha- going to happen because I just looked at the analytics and Chicago's <laughs> just been all over my site yeah definitely but you never I mean you never know where exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's always nice when you actually get a call after they've been all over your site but, yeah, it's, yeah it's interesting 
Um, and then I, one thing I was going to ask you is like starting out, like you said, you kind of started out shooting film. Um, was like, do you feel like you're a stronger photographer, like starting out in film and then was the transition to digital a tough one? And is it something that you enjoy at this point? Well, any of my friends and, and colleagues who are listening to this will laugh because yes, I was, um, I was kind of a Luddite and I just really went kicking and screaming into the digital world. And now I love it. I mean, I love shooting motion with digital cameras. I love, I love the look of the, the files. Um, so yeah, it was a, definitely a, a slow transition for me. Um, but you know, it, it was a necessity there, advertising is yeah, not going to go back to uh, to film yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, definitely. But I do remember my last advertising job shooting film, and I the agency asked me to, to kind of explain to the client, you know, why this was my approach. So yeah. I had to be the advocate. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't last too long. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it took a while for digital to get to where it is now. Like, to now it's amazing. But, yeah, it took a while. Um, and then I guess, like, when you're like starting out, were there like any early like kind of failures you, failures you had, or any like jobs where you kind of learned something from? Because I, I mean, for me, it, when you're first starting out, everything's new. Was there like any like jobs looking back when you started your career that you kind of learned something big from, like maybe something that didn't work out as you kind of planned or anything like that? That's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything, you know. I had a lot of because I had a lot of background in in the film world and yeah. working with crews. Yeah, um, that was a big benefit for mm-hmm. me because I had watched people on set, um, so I kind of understood what I might need. True. So I probably over plan, you know, that's um, good. Over prepared. So I, I just I can't remember anything. Um, or I guess like. Did it take you a while to kind of get used to working with like art directors and clients and like kind of managing that kind of aspect of the business or are you kind of always just kind of comfortable with that from the beginning? Yeah, and not, that wasn't so hard for me. I mean, I, I just love working with people and mm-hmm. I'm a, um, those, it's actually really the relationships from the work that mean the most to me over the years and that's always come pretty naturally to me. That's good. Um, yeah, because it's definitely a big part of like I mean commercial world world for sure because those ad advertising shoots there's like lots of people involved and managing the set and whatnot is important um and then I know um is having a rep something you think is very important to your business and like um have you always had the same rep and I guess like when you found your rep like how did you know it's like the right person for you um, well, we, I have, um, I feel so lucky actually. I am, uh, I work with Marianne Campbell and, and Quincy, her associate, and also Vanessa mm-hmm. Gary. Um, and unlike a lot of agencies, we are almost like a family. We travel together. We know each other really well. Um, we call each other for advice, both photographer to photographer as well oh, wow. as, yeah. And, um, that for me has been, it's a dream, you know, it's something I didn't know that I would ever find. So, yeah, I think it's really important because, you know, it's a way of sharing um, ideas, a way of moving your work forward and figuring out, you know, the best ways to do that. Yeah. And, and just that support, um, I think, is really um, absolutely wonderful. Um, I think there's this, some, a misconception. A lot of people think, oh, if you have an agent, you're going to have work all the time. <laughs> and it's, it's so much up to us. Um, yeah. you know, they, Marianne does an amazing job, um, traveling with the portfolios and, um, interfacing with our, 
producers mm. and art directors and yeah um and i love who she is because i you know people say oh who represents you she really does represent who i am yeah. in a kind of extraordinary way so for a lot of people i think it's finding someone who really can be who you would be, yeah. you know, or who you would want to be when yeah. you're meeting people and showing the work. But, and she does a lot to keep us out there. But in the end, it's really up to all of us to be yeah, know, creating the work, getting yeah. the work out in all the different ways that we, we do. For sure. Yeah, because I know from looking at um, your Instagram and I think Marianne's Instagram, you guys do, it's called the MCA Road Show. Yes, it's, we it, have so much fun. I know, I can tell. Like, <laughs> it looks so fun because it's like you got this group of photographers yeah. and you guys go around to agencies. It, yeah, it definitely seems really cool that you guys have this, like, it's almost like a team and like it, it really seems pretty cool because, I mean, working as a commercial photographer can get, be kind of like an isolating job at sometimes because, like, uh, you might not talk to a lot of photographers and stuff and like I mean that's kind of a big reason I started this because like it's interesting to kind of like throw ideas against each other so that really seems cool especially because like um, she represents different photographers with different yeah styles. we're all across the country and so yeah no it's been it's been great and actually one time she had to leave early and we had all the portfolios here so I did a show um, and I you know we know each other's work it's always changing, but hope, usually we can talk a little bit about each portfolio. And yeah. um, so, you know, we, we all sort of, we're very supportive to one another. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you think it's like, that's an important thing to do is like go in person and show your work? Has that pre been pretty helpful to your career, you think? Yeah, I think in this day and age, you know, especially because there's so many people working who haven't had much experience, I think for the, for the creative directors and the art producers to meet the photographer is really important because... You know, they all they work with some really difficult clients, and yeah. it's it's hard to go on set just just arrive on set with someone that you never met. Yep. So I think it's I do think it's really important. It's not easy to yeah. f to um, have them carve out the time to see you, but I think it's really worthwhile. For sure. And then I guess nowadays with like social media and stuff, do you think that's like an important thing for photographers to use? I mean, I know you use Instagram and stuff and post some of your work up there. Um, is that something you think is important for photographers nowadays or what's kind of your take Yeah, on? I think it's, it's really important. And I think the interesting thing about Instagram is um, I think I have a very different audience on Instagram than I might for my portfolio. And it's them it's more of a sketchbook for me almost um and yeah. it's a it really is a moment in time and c capturing the light in a certain way and it's more for me tends to be more about landscape yeah so um that is really interesting for creative directors to see because like oh that's mark I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who would have who would have thought yeah definitely. you know um and also i do try to um intersperse portrait work there as well because you don't want people to forget forget that you yeah, photograph people but I I do love that aspect of it and it's just seeing things in a slightly different way and but in terms of actually utilizing it I do think it's really important and it's um and it's also really enjoyable. I mean, I love seeing what other people are doing. I yeah. love showing them what I'm up to. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, that's how I found your work. Like, yeah. it's the first time I've ever met you. So it's really exciting yeah. to finally meet people in person. And, like, um, you feel like you know what, you know. Yeah, like, like, yeah, how yeah, was the vacation? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, how you say, like, you post some, like, cool landscapes and, like, wilderness stuff. And you kind of get a sense of someone's personality. Like, you know, when you see your professional work on your website, that's one thing. And you're like, oh, this person like likes outdoors. They're probably like probably pretty chill or something. So it's kind of cool. Like like you say, it's a sketchbook. So I think it is, it is interesting nowadays how how you can kind of utilize that in different ways. Um, and then I guess one thing I was gonna ask is uh, 
looking at your website, I know you do motion work. Is that something you've done for a while? And what do you enjoy about it? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I initially started shooting motion because there were so many campaigns and so many projects that had a motion component. So, you know, I had to show that, that I could do it. And I found that I, I just love following that moment that I've been capturing all these years, but having it unfold in, in a slightly more involved way. And, um, what tends to happen though, for most of us, I would say is that when you're shooting, um, a campaign and you're doing the stills, it's rare that you're going to operate, um, you're not going to operate for motion typically yep. unless there's a lot of extra time, which there usually isn't. Yeah. So I work with, um, with people who can shoot in my style and I can direct. And a lot of times, um, we try to shoot simultaneously okay. if that's possible, because especially for working with younger people, you don't want to try to recreate those yeah. moments. So, um, but I do, I really enjoy it and I, and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of it. Do you feel like, did it take you a while to kind of get used to thinking that way? Because it is a different mindset when you're shooting stills versus motion, it seems like, because you're, it's a different way of storytelling. Did it kind of take you a while to get used to that, kind of thinking that way? Yeah, very much so. And and at this point, what I will do if I am ca- camera operating is I usually have someone else capturing kind of a, a wider angle, and I try to find interesting angles and moments to cut to. So um, it's, I would say my work is still not really motion-based because even when, when I'm shooting, I think a lot of photographers when they're shooting motion, yeah. it's still, it's really just a still that's, putting it together. that's kind of, um, has an evolution. But yeah, a lot, shooting real motion is so hard that, oh, yeah, you definitely. know, that's something I think it would take me. Yeah, there's, Long time there's a lot to it. it. Um, and then, like, looking at your work, you've done ad campaigns for, like, big companies like Clorox and, like, Target. And um, what do you think it is to have, like, a, a successful, like, shoot, like, a big ad campaign like that? Is there anything you do in particular to, like, have, like, a successful shoot? Like, do you have, like, kind of a, I guess, like, a mantra or anything? I don't know. It's- you know, I think the bigger shoots like that are so much about um, working with the right producer, mm-hmm. honestly. So, um, I mean, that's what sets the stage for a successful production from the moment, from the get-go. Yep. So now, um, just because how things have changed pretty much across the country, I have producers in, in every major area that I love working with. Definitely. It used to be that we would all travel, but it's yeah. now we're typically, um, it's much better to work with local um, talent and local producers, um, depending on where you're shooting. If you're shooting in an area of the country where there's no production support, then then obviously you bring everybody. But yeah, that's the, the really the first step. Um, so even when I'm estimating a job, I'm kind of pre-visualizing it, how it will work with my producer, and um, and then for every step of the way, we're figuring out how to, to make it a success. Yeah. You know, casting, um, from the casting to the locations to the more everything every step of the way yeah there's a lot involved with those shoots especially like having a good crew and stuff like that um is there like anything you look for when you're like hiring assistants like is there like any like i guess like traits you look for when you're hiring your crew well my you know my lighting is um the important most important piece and it's working with someone who understands that even when we have to light that i'm still looking for this very natural open feeling so typically the people I work with understand that really well because I think when you're on a big job like that and you're setting um working on 
one set and setting up another set, you have to have people who really understand what you're looking for because you don't have a lot of time to yeah. rework the lighting in definitely. situations like that. Yeah, definitely. And nowadays it, with like advertising, it seems like there's more shots like on every shoot they want so much yeah you're shooting libraries exactly you don't have the time to like really like kind of work on one photo it's like you gotta your your brain's kind of going real quick so it's good to have a solid crew yeah you're just always anticipating next steps but for me it's also you know work with people you like is really important so you know (laughs) life is way too short so we always have a very happy happy set that's cool and then um, do you enjoy looking at other photographers' work or is there any like photographers nowadays you kind of like looking at or do you kind of go to galleries or is it important for you to look at um, other photography? Or Yeah, we actually, speaking of the roadshow, um, we were just in San Francisco together and we went to Pier 24. I don't know if you know about Pier 24. But a little, I know the area. But well, not- it's, a, it's a private collection. Okay. It's, I think it's one of the largest private collections of photography. Yeah. And um, once a year, they do a major installation. So we were just, uh, whoever was on that trip, I think it was five or five of us, went to Pier 24 together. Um, and it was just an absolutely amazing show. If anyone's anywhere near there, they need to go. But um, yes, I'm always trying to look at other people's work and go to galleries and go to museums. And yeah, yeah I that, mean, especially from my background, that's always been important. Yeah, that is cool. What do you think it is like working at the museum? What do you think, was that experience like, what do you think you kind of learned from working there? Did it kind of help your photography, you think? Just kind of. Well, yeah, it certainly, my, my eye was trained there, yeah. but also just it was where the, my passion for photography came from. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then I guess, like, what do you think the key to, like, your longevity in this business and success has been? Because, I mean, like, even just, like, starting a photo business is hard in itself, but to, like, maintain it for, like, a long time is a really hard thing to do. Like, is is there any, like, key things that you kind of stick to, like, with running a business, like, anything like that? Or You know, again, back to what we spoke about, I think it's, the, you know, the people I might have worked with 10 years ago were not necessarily in those positions anymore. So, yeah. and, and that's something Marianne um, is really helpful with is sort of staying in touch with whoever, you know, is some of the newer um, art producers or creatives. And um, that's always changing. As we all know, the agency world is, is very fluid. Yeah. So um, it's that. And I think it's just being who you are and, you know, um, creating consistent imagery and, and hoping, you know, that you have the, um, the opportunity to let it evolve and to, to keep showing it to the community. And so I, I really think it's, as I also said earlier, just hitting it on all cylinders. You just have to be creating the work and showing the work and, yeah. and it, promoting the work. It never, it never so, stops. Yeah. No, it, it can't stop. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's wild. Um, and then I guess like looking forward, do you have like any goals for your photography moving forward, either for like this year or in the future, like anything you'd like to shoot in particular, a direction you kind of want to go towards, you think? Um, you know, it's, it's, that's an interesting question. I was just chatting with Marianne about that. Cause I, I've always been really interested in fashion, mm-hmm. um, and just approaching it with my own, you know, the, the way that I shoot. Um, and you know, possibly a little bit edgier, but just, um, I'm re- yeah, I'm really interested in environmental fashion and okay. things like that, but also, um, just finding really interesting personal projects to, I think if you have a really strong project, it just keeps you shooting. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I've, I've been in the process of identifying because 
then throughout this winter and whenever else, wherever else I am, I'm sort of trying to yeah, think yeah. about that. Yeah, that's cool because it kind of when you're working on a project, kind of lets you like kind of keep building on something. And like the cool thing about photography, it's really like I've always looked at it like if you're like a decent photographer, it's like a free ticket into like anything. Like if you want to shoot fashion or I just shot like some factory like a couple weeks ago. I just wanted to shoot portraits, and I just like especially when you've been doing this for a long time, it kind of gives you like oh I've shot for this, and it really kind of people like respect that sometimes. So it's really that's the cool thing about photography. It's kind of you can kind of just learn about all different types of things in life and that's kind of exciting that you kind of want to shoot fashion and try something new and that's what kind of keeps it exciting you know um but that's really cool but uh yeah i just want to thank you so much margaret for coming on i really appreciate it, it was a real pleasure thank getting to talk you. to you about it's your so work. nice to finally meet you i know i've been a fan of your work for a long time and uh it was really great um but i guess for like people that are going to listen to this like where's the best place to check out your work um your website or yeah i think at this point instagram is you know I'm in love with Instagram. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, the website's always the best spot. Okay, and so it's margaretlampert.com. It is, yeah. And then Instagram is this app. Same thing, margaret underscore lampert. There you go, margaretlampert.com. <laughs> go check it out, guys. And, Thank uh, you. Thanks so much. So there you have it. That was the Margaret Lampert interview. I want to thank Margaret so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to speak with her about her work and all her experience in the business. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And just wanted to let you know going forward, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as I'll be having them linked on my website at alexgarnierphoto.com, as well as on my Instagram at alexgarnierphoto. Thanks so much for listening and take care.